and welcome to episode three of Beach Journalism, where we bring common sense to current events. It's your boy Rel, aka Flatbush's own Brian Gumble, and I'm here for another episode. Uh, so let's get right into it. Let's waste no time here. Uh, so we're gonna get to the first topic. First topic is gonna be uh, 2020 uh, presidential election. So it's it's getting that time. Uh, it's crazy. It's it's almost it's almost that time to um, get a new president. I've never been happier. But uh, it's crazy how I mean it's not haven't been four years so far. But it's uh it's getting to that crunch time period. Um, we have a lot of candidates, especially on the Democratic Democratic side. You know, Biden, Sanders, um, New York's own uh, Bill De Blasio, um, throwing his hat in the ring. Uh, one one good thing I'm, I'm happy about is uh, we're past that time where all the celebs were kind of like uh, throwing their hat in there. Um, we had like Kanye and Oprah. I think even The Rock at one point was like, "Oh, I should run for president." Like, I feel like um, Trump. He he pretty much just made it almost like a spectacle. Like any he gave anyone a chance, literally. He gave anyone a chance more than anyone <laughs> more than any person, he gave anyone a chance at being uh at being a, a fucking president. Like I feel like for Barack, like he gave people of color, especially like black people, I feel like the biggest thing I always say the biggest thing that Barack's did for me was give actually give me a chance to to give hope that, you know, someone like me could actually be a president. And I feel like Trump has done that for a different level. Like, he's given literally anyone a chance, no matter what educational background you have, <laughs> what you've done. If you made a little money, you got a little fame, you're like, you know what, I really could be president now. Like, he's, he's putting a battery in a lot of people's back, and not the good battery. But that's neither here nor there. Here nor there. Um, but, um, I mean, it's, it's time where, where the actual real politicians are actually stepping up and some, it's getting, it's getting pretty good. I mean, right now, I mean, a lot of people, um, for the democratic side have, uh, Biden, Biden up there. Um, and it's pretty much Biden and Sanders for the most part right now. Um, I mean, I've heard a lot of fucked up things about especially all politicians, but for me, I'm not really a Biden person. Um. Uh, I've heard that he he's he supported the three strikes rule, which is we'll get into that probably in the, on another day. But um, I mean, if I had to choose anyone, I'd probably be more uh, Bernie Sanders. I've been riding with Bernie for a minute now. Uh, back in back when he was going against Hillary, what was that four years ago, whatever. So um, that's who I would go with. I mean, for me, Bill De Blasio, he I know who he is because he's the mayor of New York and. I, I can never vote for a mayor of New York because usually I have some kind of hatred for most for most mayors. So it's like there's no way I, I want him controlling the country if if I don't think he can control New York City, which is which is just as which is crazy, but it's not as bad as the, as the entire country. I mean, even, even like these celebs, they're like there's no way. Even though I think these celebrities are great people and they might be able to help America, it's like this is the president. I don't want you to be the president of the United States. Like The Rock is a cool dude. Like I had the toys and shit. Like I used to have like the theme music, the shirts, Rocky Balboa. But it's like I do not want this man to be the president of the United States. Like 
first thing he's mad strong working out and shit it's like bro i don't want my president to be strong as shit working out every day like i want my my president to be weak and fucking stress stressed out bro it's a stressful job i mean i guess at the end of the day they went to the rock like uh do you want to be president or do you want to shoot uh the 19th installment of uh fast and furious and he chose the more lucrative deal <laughs> Stick to the movies, Rock. I mean, you're a great guy. You could you could make a change without being president, bro. It's like, I mean, same thing with Oprah. I think Oprah's a little more credible than The Rock, and I feel like she actually could help, but I don't think I want you to be the president, Oprah. I was like, I, 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 I loved your shows. Like, I, I think you'd be great for, like, treaties and shit. Like, I would love to have Oprah uh, host the next treaty, like, Treaty of Versailles 2 or some shit. Like, that shit would be, that shit would be lit. She'd be giving out shit, bring everybody together. Didn't Oprah have, um, like, the Klan and, like, uh, uh, Black Panthers together? Was that Oprah or was that Jerry Springer? So, so <laughs> I feel like somebody did that shit back in the day. Like, that was when the 90s, 90s was lit with, like, uh, talk shows and shit. Like, they was just bringing anybody together. It was fighting, whatever. I mean, I would love to have Oprah, like, just bring everyone together, all nations. Like, she would really shut that shit down. That's that's how we would have world peace, honestly. Just have a venue. Um, we have everybody together in the UN and, like, North Korea, fucking everywhere. And just have Oprah host that shit. Like, people be leaving crying. Like, countries... <laughs> we be crying, but, but we'll be together, though. That's, that's, that's what we need. Whoever's the next president, we gotta set that up. Oprah gotta be the host of the next, like, Treaty of Versailles 2. And my biggest problem with celebrities being in positions like the president would be the fact that most of these celebrities are, are very sensitive people. They're very emotional people. I mean, you you have to be. You're in the spotlight all day. And and it's just a part of, I guess it, it is a part of, of your lifestyle. And But that's not something that I that I want for my president. I mean, I feel like that's a problem with, with Trump. Well, one of many problems with Trump that is that uh, he... He, he he shows his hand too much like he's very he's a very emotional person it's, he's easy to you can easily get under his skin and that's not a good trait to, to for for you to be a leader it's it's uh i mean even even other presidents not saying they were better or whatever case may be but it's like the biggest trait for all presidents is that they always seem cool under pressure they always always see calm they always seem like they they knew what they were talking about and there's times with with trump where you're just like what the fuck like why are you on your computer or phone tweeting this shit out and you're our leader bro like as much as i love rants i fucking love rants i, I do rants all the time but i would never want to be president for for that very reason <laughs> for that very reason if like if i'm not trying to be uh sneak dissing like iran and shit like come on it's time to grow up now. You can't you can be you can't be a leader, and and not to mention that he's like sixty years old, sixty plus probably. Like, well, Twitter would you when Twitter was around, you, you were like mid forties, late late forties. Like, <laughs> like why are you why are you so obsessed with this shit? Like, you you acting like a, a fifteen year old um teenager the way he tweets, and it's pretty crazy. I mean, the same thing with like what for example Kanye is like. If he if he was a president, he would just be too emotional. I, like I love a Kanye ran, I love a little Kanye track here and there. Um, but come on, bro. He, he then he talk about the slavery and shit. No, he, he can't be president. He can't. He, he can't be. He just goes on too many rants, and it's it's like 
rant. Ranting, it can't be a trait of a leader or a president. You you can't be ranting and, and be the leader of the free world. You know what I'm saying? Like, because all these countries know, like, all I have to do is just say one or two things and I can just get under your skin. And then next thing you know, we in World, World War Three again. <laughs> we, and then we really are going to need the Treaty of Versailles, too. That's, that's when we absolutely going to need Oprah. And at the end of the day, I, I really don't want to be in World War Three. <laughs> I mean, this country fit, uses fear as like a tactic. And I mean, I'm 31 years old and we've pretty much been on the brink of World War Three since pretty much since I was born. Even before I was born, we, we've always been at the brink. And it's like I'm trying to get someone that's like trying to be chill. We, we try to relax as a country, figure our shit out within, you know, maybe do something with the, like global warming. You know, um, we we don't need to be in World War Three. But uh, back to the the twenty twenty election shit. So there's there's another story about um, these deep fake videos. Uh, so deep fakes are are fake videos or audio recordings that look and sound just like the the real like the real thing. So pretty much what they do is um they could take like someone's face, the image, and their voice, and then make any video out of it. I mean, so far the it's mostly been used for like to swap celebrities faces into like pornos and like and and like make like politic like videos of politicians saying like funny things but as 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 we get closer to the election the biggest problem that that people are saying that that these videos are going to be more serious and people could just literally put anything within the videos like uh they can have trump or any any person um say anything that they want them to say so if they if these vo- if these videos go viral and it's a uh, literally fake videos and the person not even doing this it's um it, it could be very detrimental to to a, a campaign or it could ruin someone honestly and from my understanding the the software to to do this is is actually uh pretty easy to get so it's like anyone could could do any of these videos and it doesn't just have to be celebrities or even or even like for this instance the 2020 elect people in the 2020 election it could just be anyone so you could just take your friend's face or someone that you hate and and make a embarrassing video about them i mean that's pretty much how it started with like celebrities and like putting them into like pornos and things like that but um i mean so i mean now you have an excuse so if someone catches you uh cheating or something you could just say it's a deep fake video (laughs) but let's get on to the next topic at hand which is uh marijuana cannabis laws uh so pretty much i mean a lot a lot more states are are starting to uh, legalize cannabis uh marijuana um different different facets uh, whether it's um complete legalization uh recreational or just uh medical um just depends on the state but but pretty much almost every state has has some kind of laws that they're either passed or passing um as far as like marijuana laws so um the biggest question um that's that's coming up now is that the fact that these states are now legalizing people to sell marijuana yet the number of people um that are in jail for selling marijuana is incredibly high um even now i mean um this this states obviously like california and colorado are like the two main states as far as um the legalization of marijuana those are like the two benchmark states as far as like how people 
look into the business because marijuana cannabis is a business it's it has been but it's definitely is it's, it's the highest it's ever been right now um this place like like california they made a 2.75 billion of cannabis in 2018 uh colorado made 1.56 billion um so i mean they're pretty much the standard right now as far as like marijuana and cannabis um activity laws and and um just just um expanding it as far as the business aspect of it um and since it is a business it it, it everyone um are is asking pretty much is like if it is a business and people are able to sell this why are you still incarcerating people at such a high rate for selling something that's potentially illegal, essentially illegal illegal now and it's like um there's a lot of people in jail for for petty marijuana crimes like bullshit marijuana crimes those people should be freed especially they, they shouldn't have never been in jail from the beginning but especially now since you're if you legalize in your in your state those people should be freed i mean um and uh 2017 uh people were arrested for mar- marijuana law violations uh, 90% of these people were arrested for possession only. So they just had just uh, some kind of marijuana on them. Probably, I'm pretty sure they weren't kingpins or fucking drug cart. <laughs> They're pretty sure they didn't have drug cartels. They just got caught with like marijuana on them. 90% of those people, 659,000. And like the U.S. has the highest incarceration rate in the world in the world so it's like we're not the biggest country we don't have the most people in the world in our country but yet we have the most people in jail and most of these people are are in there for 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 these drug laws and, and a lot of them are in there for 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 minor laws um what is uh 40 46.9 percent of the people arrested for drug law uh violations are black or latino um and even though the even though only 31% of the actual population of America is black and Latino. So it's like these laws are are obviously set for a, a certain demographic. I mean, it, they're, they're locking people up for petty laws and then they're putting up uh, ridiculous amounts of, 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 of bail and, and all that. So these people can't even fight their way out of it. Um, they A lot of them probably don't have money for lawyers, so they don't have the best lawyers. And it's like... You're incarcerating people for doing something that's essentially illegal. <laughs> it's, it's, it's people that's doing it legally, and now you're incarcerating people for doing the same exact shit, and 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 you're giving them time for time for that, which is um pretty crazy. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy thought. I mean, I, I looked into it too. I mean, um, thinking of like the prohibition era, because I, I was thinking like you know prohibition, obviously alcohol selling of alcohol was illegal, so they were arresting people for that, and um once they legalized uh alcohol i was just like did they free people like did they free the people that were in jail for that and looked it up for the most part they they actually didn't for the most part it's um they they said that that law was illegal at that time and they broke that law when it was illegal so they they i mean they might have reduced they reduced some people's time but they they really didn't free all those people, which is which is crazy to think. I mean, and the main reason why, for the most part, is because prison system is a business as well. I mean, especially here in America, and that's why there's so many people incarcerated because the prison system is bringing in billions and billions of dollars. So it's like you want to you lock people up as much as possible, and now those people and the prison systems are and now 
try to find ways to get get these people in more even more people in jail and and then you have people that's trying to free these people uh free more people out of jail because these these crimes are very petty i mean it's a it's a very backward system and it's, and it's a uh, it's crazy because it's like everyone is going against each other um because they all just want a dollar at the end of the day and um like the whole marijuana everything now i mean now even like the medical field is is getting very big with the marijuana and ca- and cannabis um like i mean they're using it they they should have been using it for a long time but they're using it with uh with patients and things like that so now these pharmaceutical companies are are, are that's their competition so i mean you rather take a cbd then then take fucking aspirin now fuck you up you know so it's like now now there's competition within that and and these huge pharmaceutical companies that have a lot of money and a lot of power and they're trying to get these marijuana uh companies out of there too as well or they're just going to just jump on board i mean it's it's a lot going on within it more than just uh let's just light up a blunt um but it's uh it's it's pretty crazy when you think about how um the different sides work um even though some people the people that are for it and against it they all pretty much just try to get a dollar at the end of the day and i've always been intrigued on um how like america projects uh certain topics or certain issues when they're against it so like when we were younger when well when i was younger like the 90s or early 2000s um everything everything with marijuana was 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 pretty much a bad thing like marijuana made you a lazy person that's pretty much what how they projected it like how how they made it seem like marijuana made you a lazy ass person you will never have a job if you smoke weed like you're just a dirt bag <laughs> and then like as you grew as i grew older i started to meet a lot more successful people and people with with jobs like high-end jobs and a lot of them smoke weed like all the time and and then it's like some somebody here is lying and then as like studies came out as far as like the benefits of smoking marijuana or uh taking cbds or thcs then all of a sudden the whole narrative of of how people look at marijuana changes like uh bro it's the same it's the same weed that you were um trying to make us not not smoke in the dare program back in 97 but now all of a sudden it's a it's a good thing just because now you're making money off of it even like the prohibition era always uh thought about how they portrayed alcohol back then i mean i looked into it a little bit and i i guess like a, a lot of like moms and like people that seen a lot of people die from from alcohol poisoning or just doing dumb shit while being drunk and um that's pretty much what would push like the banning of of alcohol and that and that makes sense because alcohol does fuck you up but i mean if you don't know how to control it 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 does kind of make sense but the marijuana laws were pretty much just put into place to uh address the people that were speaking up against against america essentially i mean in the 70s they they did the controlled substance act which um made marijuana possession of marijuana uh very strict and um that pretty much was to combat like i mean i guess they call that era the hippie era um it's also very uh very important time for like minorities black and latinos as far as like that was 
right after the civil rights era and there was a lot of people speaking up against the uh, the government uh hippies or or whatever they would like to be called um it was a lot of people going against like the war and all that type of stuff so the only thing that they had in common <laughs> was smoking of marijuana and that was the way that the government was able to control them and that's also why fucking 46 percent of people arrested for drug laws are minorities even though only 31 percent of the population uh are black and latino and it's not even like i'm against drug laws obviously i mean i I, I want drugs off the streets but um it's it's not even like um you're arresting all these kingpins that just have fucking tons of of drugs it's like you're giving shitty sentences to uh people that have minor minor accounts like they have a little bit of weed on them and it's like bro all he wanted to do is just smoke some weed after a long day of work and now he has to go to jail and pay fines uh, you know what i'm saying like i mean that, you just ruining families for no reason essentially it's like if you're going if you're going after certain people i get it but this number of people that that are is getting arrested in this country a lot of them are in there for for petty shit and um it's, it's actually pretty ridiculous I mean, not to mention um, that when it comes to drug laws, it's it's different per drug. It's like which ones are bad or which ones are not. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, as far as like benefits, I mean, uh, marijuana has more benefits than cigarettes, but cigarettes are legal. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, I mean, and you can sell cigarettes anywhere unless you're Eric Garner, R.I.P. But um it's 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 kind of crazy how how they how they do it i mean crack and cocaine pretty much the same thing one just has baking soda and made a little differently but if you have crack it's you get way more time than cocaine it doesn't make sense and then also i mean as far as like uh there's legal drugs in this country that are killing more people than marijuana um and they're still out there you go to fucking uh your local cvs or wherever and get a bunch of prescription drugs that prescription drugs that will kill you a lot faster than um smoking a blunt will. So pretty much these laws were put into place to go after a certain demographic for the most part. I mean, uh, all these drugs are are terrible. I mean, they all do terrible things. They're all known to kill people, probably except for marijuana. But um, yet some are legal, some aren't legal. And the way that they're, uh, the the sentences that they're giving them for having these drugs are totally different. Um, a doctor that's been illegal, well, selling, uh, like, let's say, oxys or something um, illegally is not going to get the same amount of time as someone on the corner that's selling uh, coke. You know what I'm saying? Even though they both do the same thing, they both might have killed the same amount of people and did the same amount of damage. Um, there's two different sentences, which uh, which makes no sense at all. So let's get on to our uh, last set of topics here. Um, I'm gonna end this on a brighter note. Talk about a couple of like stories that I've that I've come across. Um, so I found a lot of like uh, African American black uh, entrepreneurs and and like tech companies uh, starting up. Just pretty dope. Just wanted to put a little spotlight on those on, on that group or groups of of individuals. Um, I feel like, especially the way the world is going now, the tech tech world is is very big. And um, growing up in New York and seeing how like what the school system teaches you, it's uh, 
they're not teaching the shit that that they should be i mean um they're not teaching the coding and all the stuff that you actually need um we're out here uh fucking the high schools is doing fucking trigonometry and and fucking right angles and shit and it's like well how many jobs do you actually need that like uh how many jobs have you used fucking um the uh, variable x you know what i'm saying like when you get to when you get to rea- reality and like real life and shit like have you ever used pi in anything i mean besides if you're like a teacher or you work directly in that field i mean a lot of stuff that they're teaching now is it's pretty crazy that they're they're not even um addressing like the stuff that that we need i mean high school should be teaching shit that we need like how to do taxes and and stuff like that i mean the real life things that that you need as an adult I mean, I don't need to know fucking if X is this, X to the second, and it was A and B and all that other shit. It's like, it's a lot of stuff that that these schools aren't teaching. So, like, there's a lot of programs like nonprofits that are actually um, giving kids or children the, the opportunity to, to learn things that, that they will need in the future. Um, so, one person I wanted to highlight is Kimberly Bryant. Um, she does the Black Girls Coding. And um, she just pretty much just teaches um, young women skills for uh, like computer uh, computer programming and, and things like that. It's a great program that she's been doing. It's, it's in a few cities. Um, I think it's actually in New York too as well. I know it's in South Africa. Um, I think it's like ten cities in in America, maybe even more than that now. And um, it's a great way for for young women um, to to get a hand in 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 the computer field. I mean. Um, the stats of how many like minorities in the tech the tech world is is pretty low so um seeing like individuals like like kimberly who's uh taking that extra step to teach younger especially women um of color how to um do coding and and computer programming that's i feel like that's very essential especially the way we're moving um into the next generation uh also there's a um place in atlanta that that i saw too as well it's called the gathering spot it's like the next generation private membership club it's kind of like um like uh like how they doing it out in san francisco um like the silicon valley type of thing but more for like black owned uh entrepreneurs black entrepreneurs um tech companies engineers inventors think things like that uh, and um it's great it's a great program um and it, and i feel like they're really trying to push the culture i mean the way that society is set up now, everything is done with computers. And it's like, um, we're out here learning fucking uh, <laughs> the most simple things in school. Whereas when we get to the real world, everything is based off, well, not everything, but most things are based off of computers. So I feel like these type of companies and um, these nonprofits are, are, are great to push the culture and, and really show the youth like what's going, what's going on in the real world. Um, one of the biggest problems I feel like with like with the schooling system is that um they're not really hitting home as far as like what kids should know what kids should leave with the knowledge they should leave with i mean um I've actually had the opportunity to work at a couple uh schools and a lot of them don't even have gym you know they they literally don't even have gym not only gym classes but they don't even have an actual gym in their facility which is which is wild um growing up gym was like the shit that i always look forward to i mean obviously i was an athlete but um these kids aren't active um they're not they don't have gym classes and then then we question why these kids are obese or why they're out of shape why they have different diseases that come from being obese and not being active uh we are almost taking a step back when it comes to 
the way the schooling is. Um, we're, we're really not moving forward as far as um, keeping up with the times. And that's probably why this country is so far behind as far as like compared to other countries in, in the schooling systems. But speaking of schooling and um, schools, um, also want to put a spotlight on people that are doing the right thing and starting up schools and starting up different programs. There's, there's countless amount of people um, across the country that are starting up their own programs, not-for-profits, or starting up their own schools. Um, I know Jalen Rose, a uh, former NBA player. He started up Jalen Rose Leadership Academy a few years back, and um, it's tuition-free, open enrollment high school, uh, pretty much giving kids with underprivileged kids the opportunity to to, to get a good education um, without having to pay for a private school. Um, LeBron James is also doing the same thing with the I Promise program. And um, I feel like these people are, I mean, obviously Nipsey Hussle, RIP, um, was also pushing like pushing tech and also pushing schooling to, to youth too as well in underprivileged neighborhoods. Um, I've, I always want to give these people the light um, just because I feel like they're doing the right thing and and. In this society, everyone always wants to talk about the bad, even myself at times. But I also do want to tell people about the good things that's going on, especially when it comes to like athletes, because athletes tend to have a bad rap um, from society. People think that they're a certain way, um, money hungry or whatever the case may be. They don't give a shit about other people. But there's a lot of really good people that are pushing the culture and also just helping uh, people that are in need, uh, people that are underprivileged or just people that didn't have the same uh, opportunities that they had. Um, also want to shout out Jaden Smith, too, because he um, he has the Just Water, and um, he's been giving back to Flint, doing what the government hasn't been doing. <laughs> For some reason, uh, the government uh, can't figure out how to help Flint, but a 20-year-old uh, rapper knows, knows exactly what to do, which makes no sense. But uh, shout out to Jaden Smith for taking the initiative and just helping people that are that are in need. Um, and pretty much that that's it for uh, episode three of Beige Journalism. Um, before I actually do, before I leave, I actually do want to touch on um, what's going on in Sudan and um, places like Sudan and also like Yemen and, and other countries all, all across the world um, where people are pretty much just getting slaughtered uh, for their beliefs. Um, there's women getting raped, there's murders, um, there's, there's starvation um, in these countries and it's, um, it, it's not really getting spotlighted by the um, by the media, but um, it's mostly because of their difference in, in, in culture and also the difference in um, in their beliefs for the most part. Most of these people are Muslim, and um, they're being attacked for being Muslim, and uh, it's pretty it's pretty outrageous and it's pretty sad. Um, but I just wanted to just uh, put that out there. Um, I don't have a website or anything you could go to to help. Uh, unfortunately but um i feel like just getting that out there to the air you never know who's listening you never know who who would be able to help when it comes to that um praise god to all those people in yemen um sudan and all over the world i mean where people are struggling there's people right here in brooklyn that's struggling so praise out to, to everyone out there thank you for listening to uh episode three of beige journalism once again um you can find me at beige journalism on instagram um, you can also email me at Terrell at itamovement.com if you want to have any questions, if you have uh, any topics, anything like that. And like that, we out of here. Let's talk about the business. Uh, you've been in the green business for uh, quite some time. Uh -huh. It seemed like uh, a natural fit for you. Um, 
But it's not just for profit, right? Is you you is it just for profit or is it it's a, it's a <laughs> you know it's medicinal purposes too and right? No? Of course. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, how's that been going? <laughs> All right. Okay, never mind that question. <laughs> no, no, okay. no. It's, it's definitely like for the legalization of it. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a lot of people in jail for, for weed that shouldn't be there who will be freed eventually. Uh-huh. There's a lot of people on uh, different types of medicine that if you just smoke a little pot or rub some CBD cream or take a CBD pill, it could cure all of that and yeah. with less side effects and less bodily harm. So I'm just pushing for that so people can see those sides of it as well. Okay, I yeah. know. Uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I got a few aches and pains right now, yeah, so I'm like, hurting all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking about this on TRL. We come a long uh, way, huh? <laughs> From a medicinal place, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there it is. Okay, man. Give it up for Wiz Khalifa.